Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Hello, Aaron, Angela, and Char. This is Angela, a.k.a. Angela to be pecked, your longtime listener. I am so glad I found you years ago and want to congratulate you on 500 episodes. That's quite the accomplishment. I remember years ago finding you and being so glad because I wanted to listen to a podcast that was primarily hosted by women, and they weren't as easy to come by back then. And it's great to have seen you go from being the little podcast that could to the little podcast that did. I still can't get over the fact that you got to interview John C. Riley, and then I still absolutely know that I will laugh every time I listen to the episode that you did with Danny Strong. Congratulations again, girls, and keep up the great work. Bye-bye. That was one of our longtime listeners, Angela Tubipect, who's up in Canada. Shout out to you, Angela. We love you. By the way, the only person to send us a little congulatory <laughs> uh, voicemail, if you will. But it's the name. I stand by it. I've never true. met an Angela I didn't like. That's right. Uh, and welcome, by the way, to our 500th episode of Bitch Talk Podcast. But yeah, welcome. This is a special show. Again, thank you to Angela Tubipect. Shout out. Um, I think she tags us every day on Twitter, just FYI, and I love it. She always has something new to say, and um, it's nice to have uh, fans out there that really respect you and love what you do. It so means thank you. so much. I'd rather have one Angela to be pecked than, you know, ten John Smiths. <laughs> sure. Way, Angela to be pecked. You know what I'm saying? Angela to be pecked is her, her Twitter handle. Correct. That right. is not her name. Because right. for the longest time, I was just like, what kind of a last name is that? <laughs> Yeah, Char was confused because we just refer to you, Angela, as Angela Tubi Pecked. Every yeah, time and then I and, yeah, and then I found out what her real last name was. I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is a special episode for you. It's basically a, uh, an extended basic bitch with friends of the show, Francis Collier and Angela V. Shelton, also known as Frangela. Uh, we had them on the show almost two years ago to the date. And, uh, and there the are soul sisters. There are soul sisters. The conversation really hasn't changed. It's just gotten angrier, I would say. Correct. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten less apologetic and more urgent. Correct. For sure. But the thing is about them, they're comedians first. So, you know, they're, they're super smart and super thoughtful, but we were laughing the whole time. Yeah. So uh, I hope you guys are too. It's oh, just going to be. Oh, my cheeks hurt from the end of that call. Yeah. Because we were with them for an hour. Over, over an, hour. an hour. An hour and a half. Yeah. Because, by the way, we played a game with them afterwards. Correct. And that game uh, is going to be featured tonight. Correct. At our 500 virtual event. But, uh. Yeah, I remember at the end of it, I was just like, oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, and the only way you're going to see this game is if you buy a ticket to our, our 500th episode celebration, which is tonight at 8 p.m., 
and it's donation based. Whatever you can give, we really just we want you to be there. Yeah, we uh, want to have a good time with our listeners uh, and followers. So just go to our website, bitchtalkpodcast.com. You'll see right at the top of that landing page, uh, you can click on the tickets for the 500th episode. You have up until 6.30 p.m. PDT to buy that ticket and then tune in at 8 p.m. And we hope to see more folks there. And just remember a portion of the proceeds from the tickets go to the ACLU. So all in all, it's a good cause. And guess what? You can just like have an hour of fun with us. I mean, what's, what's better <laughs> than that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So enjoy... This 500th podcast episode, which is crazy. And um, thanks for listening, you guys. I guess I'll have my little my little brown liquor over here. It's a, well, I mean, since you said I'll drink this glass of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I have to hide it. 500th episode. Yeah, we, we, yeah. I want to toast. Congratulations, ladies. Yeah. Thank you. We made also, it. I just want to say that, too, because the reality is, is that consistency and being and being present is a huge, huge thing. And 500 episodes of anything yep. is amazing. I don't oh, think I've yeah. showered 500 times in my life. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, Francis, thank you so much for saying that. And thank you, Frangela, for being on our 500th. Um, thank you. Yes, consistency is everything, even through a pandemic, uh, which feels weird and jarring. But um, we are so happy to bring you on this really special show. And um, it's just an honor to have you. I, I can't oh, believe it's been two yeah. years, almost, almost to the month. Right. Uh, having you on our show and uh, man we talked a lot about politics and we're gonna still talk about politics oh because God. holy we, shit uh, <laughs> holy shit changed and a lot hasn't yeah. for good yeah. and bad I would yeah. say but yeah and I think my my teammate here Angela wanted to refer to something two years ago maybe oh, well no well first I wanted to say the first time we talked was over the phone and right we were, we were like, we have to see each other face to face next time. Now we're seeing each other. So hopefully third time's a charm. We can be in person. <laughs> oh. I don't know if the world's ready for it. I think yeah. <laughs> you know, all of us in one room might be too much. Maybe that's what this is. It will be the awakening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was funny in that the last uh, time we talked with you, we talked about a revolution uh, mm -hmm. possibly happening. And um, I don't know if y'all are ready for it, but if things don't go well on November 3rd, are, are you like me and like ready to shave your head and like <laughs> just put on the jumpsuit and like get out there? Like, I don't know what else to do. We were ready January 21st, 2017. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was everything that Angela could do to keep me from just like ripping off my shirt, running down the street with my tits flapping. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to tell you something. Once we saw that woman in Seattle spread eagle and the cops walked away, I'm like, you just taught us the wrong lesson. That is <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting oh, for an excuse. We've been waiting yeah. for an excuse to do that. They're going to see all our good and plenties. If yes. Have, I'm going to show you my Brooklyn tunnel. That's right. We're going to get up on the roof of the Corolla and drive around the city and air it out. 
Yeah. Oh, aired out, air day. Aired out, air day. That's the fuck. I can get this shit all the way up here on my head. Oh, wow. For those listening and yeah. not watching, Miss Angela V. Shelton just lifted her leg above her head. So I can put my 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 feet behind my head. It's a oh, okay. Well, you might have to get naked. Yeah. <laughs> um but (laughs) go ahead and no go well uh this is not does not have to do with the revolution at all but the last time we talked to you you guys had just come from not scary farm yes oh my god talked about how some it was so crowded that somebody had peed on your foot i mean has anyone peed on you lately or how how these past two years been for you (laughs) it's been good it's been a good two years y'all in terms of urine yeah Yeah. there's been yeah okay that's that's the measure i was worried Trump is taking a piss on my country. He's shitting on all of us. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you're you're asking me that question, yeah, it's still happening and and with frequency. Oh, and they really are. They really are. They're beyond. We're even beyond trying to tell us it's raining. Like we're beyond like they are pissing all over all of us and, and saying not only is it piss, but you wanted it. And we're like, no, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in the insanity i mean t- every day we, we were just saying this like the days are so long, so but, long. The, but the weeks are so quick yes. it's like i can't believe it's october but this day will not end like it's like you wake up to crazy and then every time i look at something there's more crazy and it's like how is they are overachievers <laughs> like yeah I just, you couldn't, you got to give it to them on this level. I have never seen people more focused on fucking up a nation, like just focus. Right. Well, and and who knew and who would have thought that the VP debate would really be just handed to a fly? Like, I don't like who wrote that script? Like who knew? Yeah. It's like the Breaking Bad episode. You know who knew? The bat in Wuhan. Because (laughs) Let me they tell you, they're working together. They're working together. They're working together. The animals are working together. That's and right. Spiders, flies, bats, they're all working together. They're working together because here's the thing we can't, as humans, get this done. It, we threw Mueller at Donald Trump. We have thrown, we have thrown um, reality, uh, impeachment, reality, truth, facts. None of it has helped. None of it has worked. What is What has worked, what will probably you know, bring people even more to an understanding that we are in the midst of a tyrant running a cult is a bat out of Wuhan. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's, uh, we, ca- we can't help ourselves right now. So it's going to be, it's the animals. It's the yes. planet. Yes. Yes. It's tell they're all telling us you're fucking it up. Yep. And I totally believe that. Yep. And if you can't hear it, you're not listening. I mean people hear it too. Yeah. Well, I mean, we lived through the orange day a couple weeks ago. And if that wasn't a wake up call to climate change, I don't know what is. Exactly. It was girl, we gotta we gotta sweep the forest. Well, yeah, I, that's yeah, all. I forgot. I forgot sweeping. to do that. Who forgot? That's the yeah. That's the one we thing gotta, we, we gotta swift for the, the forest, sweeping. and then we'll be Swiffer. all fine. It'll all be fine. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the, crazy. 
Well, and then after debates and things like that, you know, I try to look at what the other side is saying, you know, certain voices on the other side, just to see like, because for us, it was clear, right? And they're still all about, he won, he won big time. She was lying. She didn't answer one question. So it's like, these debates really don't matter. And the people that are paying attention already have made their decisions. So it's like, who are the people that are disassociated who haven't voted in years? Those are the only people that matter right now. They wake their asses up. Mm-hmm. So oh, it, let it me tell you ha- something. You better make sure everybody in our world, anybody, everybody in your orbit better vote. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, we all have a responsibility to make sure that happens. Don't let me find, don't let me find out. If somebody I know didn't vote, don't let me find that out. Don't, because I can't be held accountable for that. And I have a feeling a jury will let me off that they will understand <laughs> for whatever I am forced to do. So I was like, if you intend to not vote, you better lie like a mofo and get one of them stickers made because I swear to you, this is, it is not okay to take right. a pass on this vote. Yeah, and right. I don't want to hear no bullshit okay. about they're the same or or any other stuff. I I, I just cannot. I, we just will not. He, I won't hear it. You know, you cannot. We are well beyond at this point comparisons. Mm-hmm. And you might as well, as far as I'm concerned, because I do listen to the right. We have, you know, Anton and I have been in and dealing with. Uh, political conversations and politics uh, basically since we started at Second City really but the reality is you know in watching the politics and when we had a radio show our regular radio show in um, on K-Talk here in Los Angeles on the weekends we had we, we talked to conservatives all the time there has been a massive shift in ideology thinking and practice Mm-hmm. within the last decade uh since oh, the, really yeah. since we're gonna say to, since the tea party happened 2010 yeah. mm-hmm. something uh irreversible has weaseled its way and wiggled its way into the right psyche that we we now have to fight as fascism mm-hmm. yeah i think that it just revealed the truth like the i forget the man who wrote the book the big lie or the great lie if it oh, just yes. came out I think the real I've all, I feel like the the GOP has been is is a racist party has been a racist party has used racism um, in elections from an inception you know really but um, it's definitely really really starting hardcore with Reagan in our lifetimes at least right. or you know um, and you know you, Willie Horton and and at least you know this this situation with Trump the fascist it does I was like I I remember fondly now the subtle racism of darkening up a picture of a of a, a man who's been arrested or of calling welfare moms you know welfare mothers mm-hmm. so that was that was quaint it was yeah. adorable racism compared this is just straight up go out and kill brown black people like mm-hmm. and and at this and I do believe I agree with the man who wrote that book that this is a reality of that party that people have been able to oh I'm a social liberal but a you know a fiscal conservative which I've always hated because I don't have a single fucking free social program that's so not possible yeah how that works but mm-hmm. like but now it's been revealed to be what it is and if you call yourself a Republican at this point what you're telling me is that you're just a racist sexist homophobic ableist fuck that's what you're telling me and if that's what you are, we ain't got nothing to say. There's no reason to have a debate. There's, there's, we don't, there's just no point in it. There is no land to meet between Nazis and everybody else. There's no, no, there's no reason to have discussions. They just have to go. 
Like that's just the way it is. So I don't have to entertain them. We don't have to tolerate nope. them. I don't have to hear their opinions. You know, uh, you know, fuck I know you their opinions. Them. They ain't creative. They ain't come right. up with a new slur in hundreds of years. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm really, I really am. I have no bandwidth for tolerating intolerance. I just no. don't. Remember that right. guy who called Stephanie's when we were filling in for Stephanie Miller, this guy called in one morning and he said, so it sounds like what you're saying is like, you just, you're not even willing to have a conversation about whether or not like about homosexuality being wrong. Like you're not even willing to hear that. And we went, yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, we're right. trying to get, yeah, Correct. no, we're absolutely not open to that. Right, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you understood. Now you can, you can go listen to whatever you listen to. But <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, yeah no, you're right. There's, mm -hmm. That's absolutely, we are close yeah. to that. So he was I like, acted like he was shocked. I was like, I thought we'd been more clear. I can't believe you had to ask. Did he think that was a gotcha? Yeah, he really <laughs> thought he'd be like, oh no, we're open. Like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> like wow. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to ask, uh, two years ago, I asked the question because we were around the holidays, but um, I, because I'm struggling with this in my own family. But um, so you don't have any Trump supporters still anywhere in your sphere? In the I haven't talked to my brother in three years. Because of this shit, um, and he didn't even vote for Trump, but he said, but he has some internal work to do, mm. um, and said some really homophobic mess to me, and I was like, I don't talk to homophobic people, so I haven't spoken to him in three years. Yeah, mm. and I don't intend to speak to him again until he either wakes up and 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 gets correct, you know. But there's just no reason. I just I this is the thing. It's just like there are no. In my view, there are no good cops until the good cops start dealing with the bad cops. Right. It's it's like I just you know it's okay. It's I make it okay when I tolerate it for whatever reason in my own life. And right. at this point, especially since Trump's been here, this is an actual people are getting lynched. Like this is a you know like this isn't just like oh you're a little mean you know um, no. uh, or maybe I don't want you on my softball team or whatever or you know but it's like it, besides the obvious racism and the um the political access being cut off and financially and jobs and all of that um it's just so bare and so violent and so horribly like we are living through like there should no longer be a question in anybody's mind about how Hitler got elected we I mm. all understand that intimately now what it happened you you should understand it you know and and, and here we are so that's, I mean, being black people, that was, you know, my, this brother, he's um, white, but he, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I have nothing to say to him until he gets correct. Yeah. And I, I think gave Ange him years to get it together. And then, yeah. so. I was going to say, I think Ange and I, um, Ange is actually better than it than I am, but I just, I can't find the middle ground. And I, I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't really want to. Yeah. There's just kind of not a middle ground. There isn't. And, um, and, and yeah. why should you? Why, why, here's my question. Why are you turning yourself inside and out to get to a place that is not for you? Not, right. not for not, anyone. It's not your. Here's the, why. Why are you moving yourself off of your true north to go and deal with somebody else's? Excuse me, shit. Mm -hmm. Why are you? Why are you asking yourself to go and examine their shit when they won't? 
They yeah, just yeah. won't. It's it, just it, wrong. It's not a matter of opinion. It's just wrong. <laughs> um, racism, misogyny, all it's just wrong. And it's wrong right. in every way. It's illogical. It doesn't make sense. You know, um, if you're just looking at the planet, it's it's beyond regressive. It, it's just wrong. It's like, if you say to me, look, I don't believe in gravity. Who the fuck cares if you believe in it? It's still there. Like, <laughs> like you can believe mm-hmm. it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't believe in gay marriage. Well, you don't have to believe in it. It ex- People get to get, like, it's it's just wrong. There's no middle ground there, you know? And, and thinking that it's not a tenable solution either. I don't know how many times these people have to lose to figure out that you simply, it is not, you cannot subjugate the entire planet. No. White people are a speck and they're getting speckier by the minute. And it's yeah. like, like if you think that you can subjugate the world for the interests of, and if you, and poor white people are still wildly confused. Yes. Of where yes. their interests lie. <laughs> Correct. That that's what racism is about. It's about making, it's an American invention in many ways. It's about it's making sure that, you know, that working class people don't figure out where their interests are, but they're just wrong. It's not a matter of opinion. It's not, I don't like, you know, I don't like cologne. It's just wrong. Right. Yeah, I, I think on the on the basis of, of being able to have a conversation, I, I've been doing some phone banking and I did have a really good conversation. You know, is this opening line, um, it's, uh, she's running in Georgia. So I was making calls in Georgia and the opening line is, you know, she stands for, uh, Medicare, you know, health care for all a- access to health care for all minimum wage should be $15, you know, three different lines. And he didn't know who she was, but he was like, oh, she sounds like a, dem- a Democrat. Is she a Democrat? I'm a Republican. And I was like, well, yeah, she's a Democrat. But do you not agree? You know, and I was like, do you not agree that we should have a right to health care? If somebody has cancer, they shouldn't be able. And we started talking. And, you know, when I didn't, I didn't just shut him out because he said he was a Republican. And I was like, well, she's a Democrat, but let's talk about these topics, though, you know, mm-hmm. because we like let's not let's forget the label and and be human for a minute. And we had a good conversation with him. He ended up being undecided. So, like, there are, you know, there's certain people, you know, are not going to move and that's fine and fuck them. But there are people that are, you know, maybe not educated on all these facts. Mm-hmm. And if we come at, in a, at a place of humanity, we can have a solid conversation and potentially, you know, give them access to this information that they haven't had. Yeah, before. but that's not on us. See, he started yeah. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and right. That, and it's not is, everyone. I'm yeah. just saying like, that was just an example where I was like, but that's the thing. That's the person that he started in a place where he was willing to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, that has to happen. I am all the fuck done with trying to get people to the place where they're ready to have a conversation. Like either they respect me or they don't. And then, and I, and that's just, if we can have a conversation, we can have a conversation, but I am not here to okay and yes and people's prejudice, you know, and, and if you're closed, you're closed. And that's, if you're willfully ignorant, I mean, this thing that we're talking to each other on, you can find these things out. You don't have right. to wait for somebody to call you. <laughs> right, right. You right. Know? like, it's it like- as Women, can I say this is women too? Mm-hmm. It, it, it is, it puts women especially into a place of, 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 of cleaning up mess. You know what I mean? Mm, yep. Bridging, bridging and bridging and bridging and doing the work, doing the work that other people don't do and won't do. And, and haven't done. Yes. And haven't done. Yeah. You know, 
And I just, I do have to say, like, just take a moment to recognize the roles that we get called into. And that's a bit of a problem too. You know, we're we're all, you know, the women on the liberal side are forced to kind of be like, okay, guys, can we just talk to each other and make nice? Why don't we all, you know, it's the facilitator, those roles. No, and I I guess I'm at this point where I'm like, I have seen people put more time and energy into figuring out who had the best tacos for a happy hour than they're willing to put into who they're going to vote for. you know know, I mean when I sit when I talk to people and they're like I'm still looking for the perfect uh, I'm gonna use this example even though this isn't Francis but she's always looking for the perfect nude lipstick um you know like you know because but she you know when I I promise I don't compartmentalize right so if you show me that you're capable then you're capable. So when I see somebody and I've had conversation after conversation with them about finding the right nude lipstick or about, well, you know what? I don't know if I really like pinks, I like a certain kind of pink, I like a rose, but then I go, here's a candidate and they go, I don't know anything about them. I'm like, okay, see, this is the problem. You have the energy, you have the access, you have the will, you're just not putting it there. And that is willful ignorance. And especially for the people in my world who are, for the, who are by and large very privileged in terms of people on this planet. You know, I'm not wealthy, I don't come from a wealthy family, but if you have, you know, family, got to go to college, all this stuff, you are privileged, you know? And so I look at people and I'm like, I have watched people try every pizza in a city, go out, you know what I mean? Like all of the energy that we will put into anything else, but everyone else's life and the planet, I can't anymore. Like, yeah. I'm like, we have everything. Y'all probably, you young, you probably, do you ever have, do you ever have to deal with microfiche? I loved a oh, microfiche. I remember yes. scrolling yes. and the zooming. Yes. It's I think so they exciting. still have it at the library, right? This is what I'm saying. These children yeah. today, you can pick up a phone and learn all sorts of stuff that we had to. My mom would drop me off at the library in the morning yes. all day. Yes. Looking up yeah. to try to find one article. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> All the drawers, it's, and then you got to put it in. Yes, yes. Oh, it was fun though. I thought that was fun though. I thought that. I mean, yeah. I, like, this is the thing. You can get information now without right. leaving your bed. <laughs> you, you know, know like, and you don't even have to type anymore. You could just speak it. You could just hard. Yeah, I mean, I've had people with the phone in their hand ask me questions like, "Oh, what does that word mean?" And I'm like, "Why don't you look it up?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, does my back say Webster's? Just like look it up. <laughs> But that's my thing. We don't, you know, you have to teach curiosity and you have to foster that. Oh, I think that's thank a you. Huge, a huge problem. But I yes. also can't deal with people going, uh, explain that to me. And I'm like, or seeing as how I'm a comedian, you might want to find this information from somebody that's say qualified. Like, right. like I can give you what I know, but, and it just, it kills me because I mean, I've, and we've all done, I've spent hours looking for a shirt I like. Come oh on. yeah, I can't do that for a candidate. I can't do that for a political platform. I can't do that for minimum wage. Do you right. realize that if the federal minimum wage is like something close to $8 now, I think it's like seven something or whatever. Yeah. It's taken, Reverend Dr. William Barber said this and it's, it, it, I think it every day, all day long, it comes up for me. He said it's taken black people over 400 years to get to under $8 an hour. Right. That that I don't ever want to hear black people ain't patient I don't want to ever hear that we're too angry like I'm like it's taken centuries to get to eight dollars under eight dollars an hour to still be paid 60 cents for me on the dollar for white to 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 a white male 
And, and why women 80 cents? Like we're still not, nobody's making what men are making. And then, and then we talk about people who are in prison who are just be slave labor, well, yes, you know? Yes. And it's, it's, I'm like, so it's just, there's just no excuse when you have this access at this point, I guess I am all out of that thing. Um, I think it's called patience and understand. <laughs> yes. I that's, think those I'm are out the of things it. That, yeah. Hey, let me yeah. look that up. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. I don't know. Something, <laughs> something like that. I used to have more of it. Yeah. I was going like, to say, yeah. I mean, as, as, as comedians, um, how has this year been for you two? Because you're not out there performing. I don't think you might be. I don't want to make. We're doing a virtual we're doing, tour. We're doing a virtual tour with Sexy Liberal with uh, Stephanie Miller and John Fugelsang. Yes. And, and so, uh, and the next one is what uh, October twenty fourth. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and, and so. Um, 15 so, bucks. Yeah. There's great shows. You can see them whenever you want. We've done four now. They're all really funny and they keep getting better. We've got great guests. Um, and we had Martin Sheen and Lily Tomlin. Oh, uh, improvising together. I know, right? <laughs> um, and it's just so it's really, it's been a lot of fun. But no, we're not live performing, obviously. We're not, you know, um, and that, that took, that's, you know, I miss it, you know, obviously. And there's, in terms of, you guys know also, I'm sure work, that that's a, um, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, well, and yeah. that's, you know, uh, you know it's, right. it's gut-wrenching because the reality is, uh, just to give you an example and an overview for us, we had a 10-month tour planned, yeah. several cities a month. This year, for this year, yeah. This year. And, um, and I mean, huge venues, you know, huge, you know, symphony halls, what have you. Uh, we went and we did one show in Seattle, the weekend of the breakout where they declared <gasps> as we were, and we had a meet and greet oh, and Jesus. we were people. And people wanted to hug us and hug us. Well, that's all they do. The meet and greet is a is a group hug. We like they actually call it the group grope because people just. And so we did, and you do that for like a couple of hours, you know, after the show, and got on the plane. And as our plane was taken off, they declared they shut the state down. They declared the emergency. (gasps) Yeah. So that was the only show we did. And we're sick within days. You guys were. Yeah, we both got sick about a week or two later. Hmm. Yeah. So. and I don't know. At that point, you couldn't even get it. Right. right. So yeah. I don't, we don't know if what we had was, I mean, I will say that I think it probably was that because I'd never had those things happen before, like that kind of fever, that kind of fatigue, chills, all that stuff. But it, you know, that, that just, that changed everything. And then we were luckily, we all got together and were able to sort of piece together doing this virtual tour, which has been really cool. And and in, in many ways, that makes it open to more people, you know, um, than could go to a live show. Um, so that's that's good. But also, we're stuck. I mean, the digital divide is is so crushing um, at this time that I I am every time I'm doing something like this, I am blown away by the fact of how many people can't, you know, right. and yep. mm-hmm. um, and don't even know that these things are going on, or don't even know how to, you know, and and don't have adequate. Um, you know, internet power or any internet even. So that's upsetting. And the fact that, you know, we're the coin shortage or the fact that right. you can't yep. use, ca- you can't use cash anymore, a lot of places. So we're, we have jumped into squeezing the poor even harder. Like if you don't have credit, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. Well, you don't have a car. Need- you can- 
Now we're in a green zone. Now we're in a class structural green zone where we're requiring money. We're require, you know, we're requiring credit cards, not money. You know, we're requiring that you have access. Like you can't even have a job right now if you don't can't work from home with certain organizations. And so if I can't afford that extra money and or if I'm working in an office, that's an extra cost that maybe I wasn't, you know, on the DL, nobody knows I don't have Wi-Fi at my crib because I can't afford it. Or you, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm living. Right. You know, we have we have it's there's a whole bunch more the I think about you know the homeless situation here in Los Angeles is very, very bad. Um and and I, and it, it's clearly gotten worse, you know, during, mm-hmm. during this, cause, and it's, and I, when I see people, I'm like, I'm on a couple, you know, on this app for, you know, what's going on if the police have been called in your neighborhood. So I know before I walk my dogs, what I'm walking out into. Mm-hmm. And cause that's happened to me a few times. Like, oh, I should not have come out. Um, but, and I see people, the heartlessness and the, and the um, lack of concern or empathy where people are bitching about people who are homeless. And I'm like, Francis will tell you that like I, every day I like I'll do something and I'll think how hard this would be if I didn't have what I have you know like how do you even deal with th- this kind of an issue like on, a, on these really hot days I'm like where do you get water right <laughs> you know like I can just go to a sink and, and my Brita or whatever but what do you you know and it's when I see people who just have no that's the saddest one of the saddest things to me that isn't like a like um as quantifiable over this trump situation is that he somehow gave permission for people to not care about each other in a really horrible way like we all i think unless you were crazy you knew there were certain things you never would say even if you thought them like if you're in a room and people were talking about homelessness you didn't say something like you know screw them they're dirty gross they want to be homeless or yeah they want to be homeless but you knew not to say it but Mm -hmm. now it is like there the lack of humanity is astounding Mm -hmm. the fact that literally that we people are can you imagine if if this had happened if covid had happened and it certainly wouldn't have happened to this this way at all but if it somehow had and michelle obama had done what melania has done which is nothing not yeah, a single zero. statement not a yeah. single anything this entire time they would be reaming her for it yep like but it's okay to not care about people it's okay to say i'm only the president of the people who i want to be the president of which is insane yeah yeah we covered a, a film called the public emilio estevez did it it's about public libraries and uh we don't even think about things like that like public libraries oh, yep. are lifelines for people one that don't have wi-fi and also for homeless people you know during the day if it's freezing out yep. if it's yep. 100 degrees out they go to the library for shelter um and i i read somebody wrote once it, it, he said um people people aren't hungry because um because we can't feed them they're hungry because we can't satisfy the rich like it, it's not for a lack of we have the means that's oh, not what the problem you, is that is i took this one class in college uh myths of world hunger and it was a really mm. great class and one thing that the first myth they talked about is it overpopulation you know and they were like people aren't hungry because there are too many people people are hungry because we make people pay for food mm. Mm. 
we have enough food. We have enough food. We have so much food. It, it spoils all over the all over the planet. We could yeah. feed everybody on this planet. Some people are in harder to get to areas, but we have the means to do it. We just charge for it. Yeah, and that, it's the system. Why. It's the system that we're living in, that we've all agreed to participate in and said, you know, as you know, as I was walking home with some things from the store and I walked past a homeless person and I was like, well, here it is. These are my choices because my choices, and, and that is, it is true, my choice is to satisfy the needs in my life, but there are people, there are, then I, I might need to rethink my, my needs and maybe share with other people. But like, it, that, yeah. That's a question I have to ask myself as I'm looking yeah. at the homelessness. You know, they used to not charge for water. You yeah. know, water, you could get in your home and you didn't get charged for it. Hmm. like that's that's my grandparents my parents they didn't they didn't pay for water because water is a necessity you know like it and it's it's when we think about what we've allowed ourselves to to have the culture we now have mortgages to have phones my phone is has a mortgage right mm-hmm. you don't own it that's, right away that's crazy yeah you know that like because when my grandparents they didn't have a mortgage period because you didn't do things that way then you know, you had to save up your money and you know what, and they, they're ter- they live through the depression. The credit to them is like nah, the worst thing ever, right? So, but now we've allowed and somehow it's okay and you have to have a thousand dollar phone to just function. Right. And that's that's insane. And so it's, but all of those things, you know, there's, there's a real, and I am happy to see a lot of people, this situation open us up to it, but it, it would be nice if it could happen with less people dying. But it's, it's, you know, I look around and I say that it, it is, I am, I have been heartened by, especially when it comes to Black Lives Matter, like just standing out in my, um, in my building and watching thousands of white people stream through the streets with Black Lives Matter has been, that gate has given me life. That has given me joy seeing, you know, moms, and you know the dads with their leaf blowers and all of the, mm-hmm. the activism in that way i'm like we might actually get somewhere this time mm-hmm. and that's you know seeing kamala on stage like i cried the good kind you mm-hmm. know so i think that this is a it is a pivot obviously we have a really big problem and choice ahead of us right now yeah yeah. And mostly it seems like what we're battling is them cheating more than actually people voting for him. Right. Well, he but didn't win the popular vote first the first time. So we'll see. And it may be it's about the fuck time we dealt with that bullshit. Oh, that needs to go. Mm-hmm. If we can get off the slave math with the <laughs> electoral college yes. and also representation, uh, because why 40 million people live in California and you can South you can Dakota's get running us of the middle of the country. Montana's running us. Come on, yep. mm-hmm. right? This is bullshit. The reality is, and and I this is what I I, I feel that they know. Lindsey Graham screaming for money on Fox. That's I, I was just gonna say it's the death knoll. Wasn't it wonderful? I sent Jamie money right then. I was like, I I watched their debate too. I was like, I'm all about Jamie. Yeah. Oh, and I think that had I'm I'm worried about Amy McGrath. I I like. I am too. He got in too late. I feel like what Bo was Bo. 
Bowens or Bo, I forget, I mean, Book, I think his last name is Booker. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Charles? He just got yeah. in too, too, maybe Charles, I might be right. Charles I think Booker. he got in too late. They'd already sort of, yes, was already had the swing. Right. Um, but because that could, that could really, I think that there was a chance to deal with McConnell actually uh-huh. too. But, um, but I think there's a real chance to knock him out. And I mean, they're doing I, everything they can to cheat. Yeah, it, I, I know, think. But wouldn't that feel. If I don't, I don't want to say this, but if Trump wins, but McConnell's out, yeah. that could be great. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Controlling I would, the Senate. Yeah, I would take it. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. If we have to make, if we have to make these hard decisions, I, yeah, I know, just, I do, I do predict that he will lose handily. You know. And that the, the Democrats will take, of course, the, uh, the House of Reps and in, in, in the Senate. Too. Our pro- I think I agree. I think our problem is dealing with helping him move out. That's right. Mm. We're gonna have to fumigate his ass. No. I- <laughs> <laughs> Get I- that fly in there. We'll just put that fly in there, and it'll multiply. And yeah. Get the fuck out of there. We have volunteered <laughs> to help them move. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all the brown people will help you move. No worries. We got you. We label boxes accurately, too. We'll do it. I think that Trump might sit there and just be like, you know, I'm lost. I'm I'm out. But I'm just out. You know, and just pack up his shit and get out. I don't, I I wish, but I don't think so. I I think that the reality is that he understands one thing for sure. He's not going to get to just walk out. You know, that mm-hmm. when he walks out, he's walking into because none of us, what we are not. And, and this is what, one of the things I do love about Joe Biden is Joe Biden knows this. He's not even trying to say anything about pardons or everything because he knows no. we would lose our minds. It's mm-hmm. like, and I don't think he wants to give it either. But it's like, here, the reality is that this man, oh, that whole family is pro- maybe probably going to jail for a bunch yes. of stuff. And so they're only, that's, they're desperate. And this period of time right now, I mean, we thought it was bad and we knew, we all knew this period of time was going to be awful. We all knew yeah, the closer, right. ways, you know, he's a cornered yeah. animal. He's, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's truly him getting sick is a whole nother level of it that I'm like, this is really, really bad. And I think he knows he's lost without cheating and without just refusing to leave. And they all think, they think that we, they've been calling us snowflakes so long they believe it, you know, and they, they don't understand that we will, you know, this country is young. It's a very young country. Mm-hmm. It may be time for our, as we said two years ago, it's yes. time for our next revolution. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the you time. Know, this is, and, and if, and look, that's I think and that's what I see in people they're these two um and I shouldn't call them little girls they are adult women but they're a lot younger you know <laughs> right um and they're very cute and they're very blonde and they live across the hall and they I swear to you they put these Black Lives Matter signs all over the building she came into the gym I was working out and one of them came in and I, I would be tempted they just don't in you know all your prejudice all my internalized who's who like who's politically cool who you know whatever yeah they are like look like they're straight out of legally blonde sorority, right <laughs> she comes in there and i swear to god she's playing her music and it's like man my man wanted we get i was like oh girl okay oh okay and she's like and i was like let me give it up to skipper and barbie because they are on it like <laughs> they like they're and malcolm up in here i was like look at them like so it's 
that I feel like my I have felt myself challenged and awakened to a lot of my own garbage, you know, mm. which is important. Yeah. oh yes, yeah, um, yeah. you know, degendering my language, um, trying to look at the ableism of this culture more and more. How much we do not hear from different differently abled voices, yeah, you know, um, and I think so. I think that that's been there's there's stuff here that of course we'd have rather have had it happened in another way, but. We but maybe it wouldn't to... have, but maybe it wouldn't have. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, we've talked about that this whole summer season year that, you know, maybe that's one of the silver linings of all this. The the times of, you know, in the past when we would talk about, you know, we'd talk to friends about um, what gets referred to our mic- as microaggressions, although they, they don't feel micro, um, right. you know, but always across the board, good, good friends um, uh, who are white would argue with you about it they'd be like well maybe the person didn't mean it that that way or maybe and i'm like i'm the person you know know in this story not the why are you defending the person you don't even know in a situation you weren't in you know but now that doesn't happen you know at least in my the people i know like they are that's a huge thing so i don't want to you know say that isn't happening but right now is a really it's just a very tense and stressful time yeah, who's not exhausted at this point? Like exhausted. Oh. I don't even think we know how exhausted we are yet. Oh, well, I was just saying this to a friend of mine yesterday. I said, I don't think that I psychologically have a, can yet address how sick, how much this administration has affected me how sick it's made me, the toll it's taken on me emotionally, psychologically. I don't know if I, it's, it's like, it's like going into a dark corner of your mind. I don't think that you, you even know the, the trauma we have been through. You, I don't know if we will know for six months until this man is out of office when you can finally breathe one day. Cause I, it's not gonna happen the day of the inauguration even. Mm-mm. It's gonna, you know, for us to, for our shoulders to relax and that pit in your stomach to, to, mm-hmm. to c- calm down a bit. I think that's gonna take, that's gonna take time. Mm-hmm. And then we you know what the sign will be when all the cable news networks ratings plummet. Yeah, like, I have a feeling that like we're all gonna wake up, whatever you're gonna feel like. Oh my god, uh, your first night sleeping, be like, I don't want to read no kind of news <laughs> at all. Because mm-hmm. we just, I need, oh, I just need to just have a break. And it's like, I think that it's like if you've ever worked really hard for something, it's so interesting. To me. Like I remember when I was auditioning for Second City, it was several months the process. Um, and and at the end of it, and they called, and they told me I was in. And the producer was like, are you excited? Are you going to go celebrate? And I was like, actually, I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even know till that moment how much I, it had taken up so much of my energy that the second it was over and I'd gotten it, I was just uh, collapsed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. like slept for 18 hours. I think Francis is absolutely right that that is what I think you will see people. And I also think that we'll have, go through another round of people being very friendly. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Hello. <laughs> you know, that was that was that was us the night of Trump's uh Trump's COVID test. We're like, oh, this is such good I know, news. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, people Popping are saying bottles. Like, yeah, like babies. <laughs> nine months from now is gonna be another baby. <laughs> All oh, the no. babies. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear that one yet. Oh god. <laughs> well, it's um, like we're in an abusive relationship, right? So it's oh, like you're gonna yes. have post-traumatic stress for years potentially if if we ever able to let it go it's like we've just been clenching our assholes for four years (laughs) (laughs) and we have to we have to we still have to get these racists back into their little racist gutters Uh, yeah that's gonna be i don't think that's a they're not gonna pack away their crap just because of the election is over right you know now that they've been unleashed so we're gonna go through a round of that but i they have grossly underestimated who we are and that does give me a little bit of joy. So I think these, these people think we won't fight back. Mm-hmm. They're right. wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what they think. I'm like, y'all been watching Selma too much. Let me clear it up for you. <laughs> We're not going to put on our church hats and sing We Shall Overcome. You come at me, you're going to get me. So that's yep. how it, I'll start nothing, won't be nothing. But that's the way it's going to. So once they figure that out, because they are in fact cowards, um, I believe you'll see them go back to their little hobby holes yeah hobby lobby is that what you meant i'm sorry something no. whatever that, <laughs> no, <is>. so that's <laughs> right. that too i want to thank you for for just just all, the conversation has been it's phenomenal hard week and i hope that we've worked it's been a oh no this oh no perfect no this no no no, no. Yeah. yeah it's everything we wanted especially we, yeah. for our 500th and the time that we're in right now and it needs to represent the moment this is the moment this yeah. is how we're feeling this is where we are Thanks so much to Frangela. Uh, thanks so much to Angela to be packed. Thanks <laughs> to so all the Angelas. Can we just thank all yeah, the Angelas? Yeah, I was just about to thank the team here at Fishside Podcast, <laughs> Angela and producer Shar. Back Ob- at you. Obviously, we wouldn't be here literally without you guys. Uh, and just a reminder, one more reminder, this is it. Tonight, October 21st, you can catch our live virtual event. Uh, you have up until 6.30 p.m. PDT to buy a ticket. Just go to bishtalkpodcast.com and you'll be able to find the link to buy tickets and the show's at 8. And we are excited to celebrate with you, but we also want to stay focused. We are less than two weeks away from Election Day. If you haven't already voted, vote. Tell all your friends. Make sure everybody has a plan. Let's make this shit happen. Yes. That's it. That's, That's all we it. got for you. We love you. We'll hopefully see you for another 500. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. GoTo Productions.